0: Welcome to the show, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Life 265, iHeart Radio. You already know what it is. Constantine the Anomalies in the building, man. Welcome to the show. How's everything going, man? How's your night going?
1: Everything is going great, man. Happy to be here. I'm doing well. About to head out after this. Go to. Are a you going of- to
0: going to record some music?
1: Um, nah. I wish I'm going to support some artists. So I'm, I'm about to um, pull up to the uh, Mano Mano's album release. Oh, okay. And then it's the chickens album release. After that
0: fire you yeah, know possibly get a collab with Maino in the future
1: man I would I would love that you know what yeah. I'm saying I love all the legends respect to all the people that came before me that that do music no matter what music you do and uh I would be very appreciative to get a feature with Maino
0: before we get all the way into your backstory and everything I did want to ask you who your influences were I know you're a New Jersey native and you got the vocals who, who are some of your major influences growing up
1: um, my major influences growing up have always been like Michael Jackson. Mm. Um growing up, obviously, Jay-Z, J. Cole, and um Pharrell. Oh man, mm. love Pharrell, you know, um Love Cisco. I was a big Cisco fan. Drew Hill. Drew Hill went crazy. So yeah, those um I said I said Michael, of course, the weekend, obviously. That's that he's probably my biggest influence. Um, he's, he's my favorite artist of all time. And um, Jay, I said J. Cole, yeah. So, yeah, those yep. are those are, my guys. And uh, Montel Jordan, obviously. Montel both, Jordan,
0: yeah. This, this is how we do it.
1: Mm-hmm, that's yeah. a big, huge pop record, bro. Love that record. Still
0: bumps Oh, it does. Yeah, any party scene, anywhere, you'll hear it all over the place. It's going to be, when he's long and gone, it'll still be ringing out crazy. You mentioned yes. Michael Jackson. What are your thoughts on how people throw the king of pop around? Cause I know time magazine or one of those magazines said that bad bunny was like the new king of pop. And then we hear all these comparisons, like Chris Brown's a new Michael Jackson. What are your thoughts on how people just give like that title or just that comparison away so easily knowing how big what? Michael Jackson is?
1: Yeah. Michael Jackson was, yo, bro. he was so monumental. You really, it's hard to put a, you know, uh, hard to quantify how big he was. Right. But um, I would have to say like, Those thoughts, I mean, I feel like they're all relative and subjective to uh, whoever speaks about them. Um, You know, the the guys that are mentioned, like Bad Bunny, he's been on a tear lately, so much respect to him. And, you know, I could see why they they would, you know, try to crown him. And um, with Chris Brown, I mean, just the longevity and the great music after great music, the the ability to be a great, phenomenal entertainer, uh, singer, songwriter, so... I can get those comparisons to Me, myself, personally, I don't think... Um, if anybody was as close to Mike, it would have to be Chris Brown, just uh, just in terms of the totality of, um, you know, the things he do in the entertainment business. But I think, like, I don't think either of those guys are as close to Michael as The Weeknd is. Because mm-hmm. if you speak about Sonic, just sonically hearing the music it's closer to Mike. It's not... They're not exactly the same as... None of us are. We have influences. Um, and then they kind of shape and mold us. So um, I would say that The weekend is closer to Mike than all. Of- he just, you know, obviously Chris is a phenomenal dancer. Yeah. And shout out to all of those guys and Bad Bunny and um, Chris Brown. But there's only one Michael Jackson. And um, especially with his impact. I mean, the magnitude of the things he, he did, it's like it can't be replaced.
0: No. Yeah. One of a kind for sure. But have you always been in Jersey? Are you still in Jersey? You've been there your whole life. I know you play ba- pro basketball at Iona, which we'll talk talk about. You, you still in Jersey? You've been there your whole life?
1: Well, I'm here. I'm here now. I, I've i been here for majority of my life. I also moved around to uh, lived in Ohio, North Carolina as well, growing up. Um, Just due to like, sh- like struggles of growing up in the inner city, growing up less, a lot less fortunate than people and having to constantly move and, um, you know, skip around. But, um, yeah, I, I've been in Jersey for the majority of my life.
0: Are you Nets fan? Not at all. Not Who's your team? Because I know we're going to get into basketball talk because you're a pro baller yourself. I'm, who's your team?
1: I'm a Bulls fan.
0: You're a Bulls fan?
1: I'm a Bulls fan. hmm I grew up, my, my teams are the teams that I grew up, like, you know, at the height of. I won't say the height of, but. You know, just the 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 Bulls and that nineties uh, uh nostalgia. Also, even though he wasn't playing for the Bulls or playing anymore, it seeped over into those early two thousands. Yeah, when I started watching and understanding basketball. So for me, I would have to say the Bulls is my basketball is my basketball
0: team. D Rose too. He won. He's youngest to win MVP. He had his own run there before the ACLs and yeah.
1: A lot of those guys I see, I think, like, especially with basketball, social so music, there's a lot of outside uh, variables and components that could hinder you or stop you from getting to the level you're supposed to be. In the same with basketball, but it's even worse, because in music, you're one person. Like, if your will is there, you will make it to where you want to be. And basketball, you can have the most will in the world, but outside forces, because it's a team game, right? Yeah. For one. And then you have coaches that can determine, you know, Maybe they like the way that guy jumps two inches higher than you, even if you're ten times a better player. You he might sell it sell he might sell fifty more tickets because he can jump higher. Than. So there's a lot of things that um, go into play with basketball.
0: What are your thoughts on the current state of the Bulls now? Because I actually asked this question last night because there was another Bulls fan that I interviewed. Do you feel as though the team should trade away Zach Levine?
1: Um. Yes, at this point, because. It, it comes a time where where you if you don't feel appreciated as a player, um, you know you kind of get disgruntled and um, you know you will resent being there and resent playing. And I feel like he's at that point. So mm-hmm. Zach Levine needs to go because he would just hinder the team at this point, and it'll be best for both parties to to just to, to kind of come to a split. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's get into your career at Iona. So talk to me about your recruitment process and choosing to go to play ball there. When did you have other offers kind of just your backstory in the ball and the ball route?
1: Um. Yeah, I had other off offers I had, um, you know, grew up playing basketball in New Jersey high school, started varsity since a sophomore playing varsity since a freshman. Well, not really playing varsity, but dressing varsity since a freshman. That's another story. I was, I was, um, I, my mom had sent me to move with my dad, obviously, because um my conditions that I had grew up in. And me and my dad, like we always had like a rocky relationship because, you know, his attendance, let's just say, wasn't where near up the par. So I had um I went to live with him and then I was playing down there and it was it was like it was different because I'm from North Jersey, right? So I went to South Jersey and the coaches already had a senior there who was six foot seven. I was six, two freshman. you know, even though, you know, I was better than him, he was a senior. So I I never got to really check in the game. I checked in like one or two games for like two minutes each. But um, fast forward to my sophomore year, I started average 21 and 11. And then um, my junior year average 25 and 14. And my senior year, I average 22, 11 and eight assists a game. So. Um, I got to, you know, do a little bit of everything. I would say my junior and senior year, I got to really show show
0: my town. And you went to Iona. What did you learn most during your time there? Even just, even what it was like being on that team from D1, or just what you learned on the education standpoint, and just even the music business, because you were recording music while you were a student, too.
1: Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Well, what I learned the most from Iona is um community. Iona has, like, a it was a small division one school, so it has like a tight, tight niche family kind of vibe. And um the whole community, like the like the corner store, shout out to Mo. Um <laughs> Mo at the corner store is making the um the chicken over the rice and you just chopped cheeses. You just got to, you know, to the macaroni and cheese store, the Chinese store. Like everybody in the whole community was like, you know, they were like one. So um I learned about the community. I learned to. Um, I got pushed at Iona. Um, a lot. A lot of that goes to Tim Clues, a couple of the players that I play with Isaiah Williams, Kelvin Ameo, and um, AJ English. Those guys pushed me, and um, you know I was always a, an exceptional talent. And when I got to Iona, that hard work mentality was instilled in, in, in me. You know, and um, yeah, that's that's what I would say I learned the most
0: from Iona from Iona right there and just record music walk me through the steps of when you started dipping into the industry because your videos started premiering on BET jams which we'll we'll get into but what talk to me about the steps that you were starting to take into the industry from graduating college
1: well I had always been making music recording since a young age since I could break the tapes right and put Mm -hmm. the tissue inside the cassettes and um And uh, record over people's tapes on on the uh, the karaoke machines. So um, I've been making music just a a little jit. And uh, even at Iona, I had um, I was I had dropped a couple mixtapes because I didn't start off singing. Um, I was doing more of a part of me too. I had a root canal yesterday. Oh um, yeah,
0: no, it's all good, man.
1: I'm fine. I'm fine. Like I'm really, really, really good with pain. But um, yeah, so I had. I was recording at Iona um I always was recording I was rapping at first up until about six or six years ago I was I was rapping not like more like J. Cole backpack I could make great hooks I could sing a little bit I would sing a little bit but I had always done pop music like for the last 10 10 years of me recording I would do a pop track and add it on a project and then like you know later just finding your sound so um I had felt my, I didn't really dip into the industry at Iona at all. Um, I graduated from Iona and I was always making music and then I would go play and something would happen. I don't know if it was God giving me a sign. I would get injured. I would, um, I got sick in Israel from something I ate and I had Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was, I had to see a neurologist for some months. Those things like forced me back into music because it was like, I had to do it. I was home again. And every time I would start gaining traction, you know, somebody from overseas would dangle a bag over my head and I dart off running and then something would happen and then I have to come home. So I am uh, grateful and thankful for those experiences because they brought me back to uh, focus 100% on my true love, which is music. And um, so what happened is I was, I was hooping in Puerto Rico, oddly enough, and uh, there's a guy Jeremy Tyler. He was the number one basketball player in the country in his class, regardless of class, since a sophomore. He's from Cali. Mm. So Jeremy, we played him. He like, yo, I heard you be rapping. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's Yvonne. <laughs> so he's like, I heard you be rapping. Um, oh no, Yvonne. I'm sorry. Oh no, no it's public. all good.
0: I'm trying to. Oh, can you hear me?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for some sorry, reason God. I can't see you. That's my publicist. Much respect for her. Love her. Um, she probably forgot I was in the interview. But um, I'm I'll sorry. Like I was saying, um, so so Jeremy's like, yo, pull up to the studio. I make. I'm like, you make music. He he, like, yeah, I make music. I produce mainly though. And I'm like, how you get a studio in Puerto Rico? He like, bro, yeah, I got my portable with me. Pull up to the studio. This is my first time ever recording or 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 producing a song, writing um with nothing like without writing or anything he hands me the mic and he said yo record i'm like bro i ain't even hit a beat like you go play it like play the beat a little bit he like bro just feel it like don't worry about it. shout out to Jeremy Tyler cuz he kind of with that little bit of you know push it it took my artistry to a whole nother level so then i started like dibble and dabble with my singing and my melodies and from there i, I would say like that was the beginning of me finding my sound and now i'm at a point um, I would say I dropped the song "Bundles," which was starting to gear to that sound, mm-hmm. and then I dropped "Love Will Get You Drilled" and a song called "Plans," which I which, which my label that I was I know it's a lot to digest, but the label I was signed to, um, the independent label, a year ago, they made me take down because they wanted to re-release it with you know a budget because I was just out here doing everything on my own. But to to say the least, when I heard "Plans." I knew I figured it out. Like I knew I found my sound. I was like, oh mm. shit, there it is. It, it it's 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 something that um that, that comes so naturally and easy now. And um it's something that comes so naturally. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay, there you go. it is something that comes so naturally and easy now. Like I, I do songs and entire songs, 15 minutes. If I'm feeling good, 10 minutes, like, but real, real. Quality music, no microwavable stuff, because in that fifteen minutes you're getting fifteen minutes of passion. You know what I'm saying? So that's how off I got of feeling like, off a of feeling. Yeah, because I, I had won awards growing up. I had won awards for uh for literature, for writing. Okay. And um, so I was used to write and then like best writer in the district and stuff like that. And then when when I Put the pen down and I got to feel more. I still have elements of wittiness. I still have elements of, you know, kind of witty punchlines within the singing and melodies and the pop stuff, but it allowed me to feel the music more. And I would say, like, I'm I'm grateful for that process. But then I had um in 20, I would say 2018, I was a part of a a group with my best, um, my best friend, Tribe Mark. Go check him out too. He's a great artist. Um and That's when I started dabbling in the industry, meeting a couple of people here, there. Then I met a couple of people in New York. um, And that's how I kind of like started meeting people in industry and and things like that.
0: How did it feel to perform at SOBs? I saw the reaction was great on Instagram. (laughs)
1: That was amazing, bro. To get a standing ovation, you got to understand, I literally started singing six years ago, like for real, for real. So like I've been through, you know, process of... uh, training with vocalists, because you got to remember, I'm taking a basketball mindset. I know that, you know, I'm not great at something and I need to get into that space, at least get on track to where I could become great. right? Right. And the thing about me and my music is, yes, it's singing, um, but there's still so much room for me to grow because the more that I stay with, shout out Mr. Smalls, my coach and getting the notes down packed only the better because the things that I'm working on and singing now, they aren't really needed for the music side of it. Mm. Like the the music, the music is, is really done because I have a, I have a great music voice. So it's easier to produce music than it is to sing live, mm. but I live now a lot a uh, way, way better, actually good. So when I had seen it, When I had seen a reaction from everybody um, at SOBs, I was like, okay, I'm getting to that point. I would be a fool to sit and say like, yo, I can hit the best notes in the world because there's a difference between being a singer and being an artist. And every singer is not an artist and every artist is not a singer. But everybody sings. You understand? Everybody sings, but real singers is like... Shout out to like Fantasia. They can hit the long rips and up and down, and that's stuff that I'm still working on to this day. But the music is undeniable. Yeah, the music is undeniable. So that's what I um I love about what I do, and that's what I put a lot of passion in is the music. And I feel like as long as I keep working hard on the other things, they'll catch up. Mm
0: -hmm. What's significant to your name, Constantine the Anomaly? (laughs) Well, Constantine.
1: I would say it was born out of um, my circumstance, right? Growing up in urban areas, the quote-unquote hood, and just being totally different from the landscape, right? Just me being a, you know, tall basketball playing, singing, um, rock and roll loving, hip hop loving, just every genre of music. Me, you know, doing things totally different from my surroundings surroundings is where Constantine came from. Because I felt like, you know, you got the good and the bad. Not not me personally, but this is the bad side of things. And I wanted to be that little spark or, 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 or shimmering light within um, everything that was going on around me. And then um, the anomaly uh, was born from my favorite movie, The Matrix. That's why you mm. see these shades. That's why you see this whole like aura.
0: The leather the coat.
1: the Black leathers and the trenches, like I'm a huge, huge, huge Matrix fan. Um,
0: Keanu Reeves. And, and, and Keanu Reeves played in a movie called Constantine. He definitely did. Yeah.
1: That's the of it. But absolutely huge Keanu Reeves fan. And um, I had a name um, before then, like before I seen a movie. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan, man. Shout out to him. And um, yeah, the Matrix, bro, that's where the anomaly comes from because I am the anomaly. What? Six eight brother, do you know is out here doing pop music and and, and, and mm-hmm. you know putting this all this into this pop music and music. When I walk into a room, people see me. Um if, if I told you if you just looked at me, not how I'm dressed now, we know because I I, I dress to fit the part, like this is this is me, how I'm dressing. But if you see me and like run into the store and I just do some sweatpants and stuff on, you have no idea i make this kind of music you will have no idea probably of the way that i articulate myself or you will have no idea the things that i like or probably so far off of what people in my area may like so that's why i am the anomaly
0: Mm. what's something you feel as though that you haven't revealed yet in your music about yourself or your fans know about you this early on that you would like to review just to tell the audience about what do you think people you haven't really, if you haven't shown a specific side of you, side of your personality? A side
1: of my personality? Mm-hmm. Um, my fans don't know. I'm goofy. Goofy. like, Yeah, I'm goofy. Like, not clumsy at all. Like, but um, I'm very, like, I play around a lot. Like like a like, jokester. Yeah, a lot of my, a lot of, like, my close, close friends, they'll tell you, like, yo, he plays all day. So I would say that, like, I play a lot, and I'm also um, probably what my fans don't know is I'm ex- I'm of ser- I like to be of service. Um, I like to be of service. I like to like. I don't want to sound corny or anything, but I really like to like elderly people. Um, like help them, hold doors, things like that. Uh, I carry these bags. Like I like it. Probably a little too much. Like you know what I'm saying. Chivalry so, isn't
0: dead. See, we got someone that still does good things for people.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, most definitely.
0: You adopted this vegan lifestyle. What kind of sparked that? I was reading about that. What made you go vegan?
1: Um, when I was out hooping in um Israel, um I was um I had eight I had ate some food and caught like a
0: a stomach bug. Oh yeah, we you brought that up earlier.
1: And then I had a post a post viral infection from the stomach bug. So what happened is I was like I had to see neurologists for some months, a couple months, and um, I was seeing doctors in Jerusalem. Oddly enough, this is crazy. The doctor name was Doctor Constantine. That's crazy. Swear to God, that's crazy, right? Yeah, and is. I showed her like you, because know, I have I have the name tatted on me, but I showed her, and she was like, um, she was just like surprised. But um, I saw neurologists, saw doctors. They was like, yo, nothing is wrong <clears> with <throat> you. We can, but we don't know. What's going on? What's going on? And so I came back. I went vegan for two months. Nothing wrong with me. Completely fine again. Like I was, I was trembling, shaking, twitching, like having a lot of symptoms of ALS. But um, yeah. a neurologist said it's benign. It's benign. Like sometimes it happens in healthy adults, especially athletes. And I was super, super over exerting myself when I was in Israel. I was working really, really hard to try to get in the best possible shape. And I I know I was overexerting myself. And um, so I came home and saw a neurologist. And then when I went vegan, plant based vegan, um, huge shout out and thank you to Janice. And uh, she knows over at the Blueberry Cafe and the Zucchini Bar, they helped me get back on track. They gave me like a a plan of things that I could eat, you know, told me about the foods, the cooking, and this and that. And I'm still not perfect. Like they're a lot better than me. But, um, you know, it's helped me a lot. So long story short, I went vegan um, two months and then I went to go play in Puerto Rico and relapsed and went back to normal eating. And I had eight when I got back to America. I ate a chicken sandwich. No, I said a chicken sandwich. I ate a chicken meal. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And ended up with a uh, uh, stomach virus. Oh. And right then and there, I was like, Mm-mm, done.
0: done. No more
1: meat for me. That's 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 basically how it happened. Cold turkey too. Haven't looked
0: back three years. You think they're putting something in the meat? You think you know? It's crazy. I saw this Netflix documentary about a guy that was exposing like McDonald's and all these companies that are putting stuff in the dairy and hide that they're not taking all the stuff out of the meat. And I even like went vegan a while. This was like last year for a little bit. Didn't last long Uh because I was yearning for that burger. Like a couple months, a couple weeks later, went back to it. But I did quit dairy. Like I don't have milk anymore and i used to be a big milkhead. i used to always drink milk and have a lot of dairy so that's out of here but i do have to get a burger once in a while but do you think that there's there's something they're on to something with that documentary
1: um i haven't seen it doc but um i mean anything is possible right so we don't really know i mean if you just look up the ingredients of certain um, some of those companies and stuff you can see what's in it, and it's, and and a lot of that stuff sometimes has a lot, a lot of ingredients, and, and causing of,
0: a lot of sicknesses too. Yeah,
1: I, I think our diet is a huge, huge, um, you know, uh, contributor to our diet and me, personal. I mean, our uh, health and me personally, I don't know, man. They could be, they could be doing, they could be doing a lot of stuff, but they could also not be doing a lot of stuff. Like you really don't know. Yeah. So um, I would say I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. It would not surprise.
0: No, me. it wouldn't. Talk to me about when you found out and just saw all these premieres of your music on BET Jams. How did you find out? Where were you?
1: Uh, When I when I first found out I was home
0: the first time I was uh excited.
1: I had, um, you know, a couple people from my team had hit me up. Like, yo, you know, the video is going to be premiering on BET Jams. And that kind of like, you know, I know a little bit beforehand, but it was it was a it was it was amazing. You grow up watching these shows, you, you know, it's BET, bro. Like it's BET. And I was just like, wow, like I was just like, I right, now. I need to start working harder. <laughs> I'm not working hard enough. It was a, it was a small excitement thing, but that's that goes back to sports, right? You're gonna I'm gonna constantly have this. Um, I won't even call it a problem, but this thing for as long as I'm living and doing music and pretty much doing anything, but especially music, you always feel like you're not doing enough. So you see the video on BT, like it, it's it was very emotional for me, and I'm like, dang, like right after Offset and some of these guys, the first time I was. Let blast um so it was it was it was emotional for me at first and then I was like dang that's dope. I'm parade. not working hard. I gotta be on I should be on there every day. Like I gotta I gotta be on there every day. I
0: gotta do more work. And you you've been on there twice, right? Parade, say It man. Yeah,
1: yeah t- parade um was on for two weeks, and love will get you drilled was on that for was on there over- too. Over a month. So I was like, I was tripping out at first, but they go to show you the hard work don't go unnoticed. Um, and you just gotta like keep working, man. Put your faith in your craft, keep working.
0: And the new one that's out now is party. Oh man, parties is parties a smash, bro. Like, yeah.
1: I got so much great feedback from it. Um, I know it's a smash. We just gotta get it out to the people, man. And that song. The whole project, bro. I'm I'm I'll be sure when I do a private listening session too. Um I'll reach out and if you're not doing nothing, brother, like you know, pull up because oh, pull when up, I say yeah. it's an experience, um, I mean it. it's it's that whole project is crazy. But party is just such a big tune. It's one of those things, like I don't want to jump off the ledge and say like this is how we do it, but when I say that, I mean in terms of you could play anywhere from eight to eighty. Anywhere in the world as well. So as far as the marketability to reach, um, how easy the hook is to sing along with, the the, the production is great. Shout out to Ben Patrice. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's literally, it's literally, a, a, it, it's one of them, it's one of them, the ones, it's one of those songs where like it's kind of undeniable.
0: What's going to be the lead up to this? Are you looking to be dropping an album, an EP? What's going to be the build up?
1: If I had to be completely honest with you, it's probably a, a pro it's going to be a project, not probably. Mm. Um, but I'm going to be pushing party for a minute before I kind of drop anything else. I'm kind of stuck in this dilemma, dilemma, whether to drop the project parties on, which is called party and, um, or the other project, which is called the anomaly. So I'm fighting with both sides, right? I'm fighting with both sides right now. Cause party is, it's all pop. It's, you know, like undeniable music, you know, it can be played anywhere in the world. And the anomaly is like, it's urban pop crossover. And it's just showing um, what I do over urban instrumentation, drill instrumentation. It's, it's but, but with a lot of different kind of sounds involved as well. So mm. um, that one is going to be, that one is going to be really good as well. I think Party is more like What I'm what I'm hoping for is when it's done one day, I could say, yo, I got a Grammy for this project. That's that's how I believe how good I believe the project is. That's how passionate I am about the music. That's how much I love music. And um, I know that don't account for much these days, but, you know, I'm not going to change that.
0: What was the biggest accomplishment for 2023 for you?
1: The biggest accomplishment for 2023 for me was meeting my publicist as far as it pertains to music yeah meeting my publicist yeah because my publicist shout out yvonne forbes she she heard the music and um she took a look at me she looks at my height you know my hair and, and then um she's just like you know i could i could work i could do something with this i, I love your story and then from there you know she's been helping put me in the rooms and um, I can't thank her enough actually I can't thank my whole team enough um Yvonne her whole staff um my Godfather Yvonne, who has been like my overseer and um you know my my production crew all my media Davis um Jonas Nick Ben my whole entire team I'm just extremely grateful for them, so but Yvonne yeah that was, that was my biggest turning point was was meeting Yvonne and um fate putting us together
0: what are you planning on accomplishing in 2024? I'm not I'm big on I'm not big on the ifs and the goals. What do you plan on accomplishing?
1: I plan on party being top 20 in a um on the billboard.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: planning on party being on the billboard. Whatever I got to do. So, but that's my plans.
0: Yeah. Constantine, man, is there anything else you would love to let the fans know, the audience know that we didn't cover here tonight that you want to get out?
1: Um, Not really. Just look out, man. I'm coming. I'm working extremely hard. So hope everybody else is working as hard as me.
0: You already know, man. Let them know where they can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, all those platforms they could tap in with you.
1: On Instagram, you can find me at BGM underscore BGM underscore Willie Beeman, wif W I L L I E B E A M E N. I'm changing that song to Constantine in about a month. We're working on it, but BGM Willie Beeman on Instagram and on um TikTok the same and um Twitter the same.
0: There you go. Give yeah. me a follow. Constantine, thanks again for coming on the show. Shout out to Caitlin, Yvonne. Got to do this again yeah. once you drop okay. some more music too.
1: All right. Appreciate you, Max, man. It was great. It was great coming to chat with you, man.
0: Of course, man. Anytime, man. I'm looking forward to those new records that you got on the way. May 2024 be the big one for you, bro. I
1: appreciate you, man. Much love.
0: You already know, man. Much love. Peace out, all right?
1: All right, brother.
0: All right, man. Peace out.